The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii, Apostolic Faith Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour a blessing. Good morning and praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., and I would like to thank you for joining us today. We welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade Telecast, being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV Channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC Channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV Channel 8 and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV Channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME Channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV, Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY, Channel 9 in El Central California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO, Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW, Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming. From 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY-TV, Channel 20 of Grand Junction, Colorado. From 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church is located at 1043 Middle Street, the headquarters of the gospel of the kingdom of God for the whole world, with the sign of the roof of the temple, Jesus Coming Soon. A landmark in Cali for over 95 years, and our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, used exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada B. Lockbaum, on August the 4th, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hansina, in 1959, who continues the gospel work to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints wherever you are, and the shut-ins, 
That is those of you in the hospitals and convalescent and homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. Today, we celebrate the 39th anniversary of the Kauai Branch Church. Pastor Lenny Asano Sr. and his helpmate Deborah Asano have been faithfully carrying on the gospel on Kauai, located at 4461 Omao Road in beautiful Omao, Kauai. We praise and thank the Lord for their love and dedication to the Lord and the congregation where they continue to preach and spread the gospel of good news. We start our musical program with a song by the church choir who will sing, Reach Out and Touch. They are led by choir director Emilia Hahn and accompanied by Edith Matsuki on the piano and myself on the organ.
And now, we have the church band to play for us. Heaven came down and glory filled my soul, led by yours truly. Associate Pastor Marvin Abing is our vocalist today. He will sing an uplifting rendition of Trusting Jesus. Marvin is accompanied by myself on the piano, and trusty Associate Pastor Edwin Sproke Sr. and Mason Asano Sr. on the guitars. Trusting as the days go 
We call upon the church choir once again, who will sing this upbeat number entitled, I'm Gonna Keep Walking. Such encouraging words to keep us moving forward with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Please join in and sing along with our choir, following the words on your screen. Yeah. 
Coming up next is a trombone ensemble of the church band who will play All I Need. They are accompanied by yours truly on the piano, Associate Pastor Marvin Abing on the bass, Trusty Associate Pastor Aaron Sproat Sr. and Mason Asano Sr. on the guitars, and Iris Locke on the drums. Truly, our Lord and Savior is all we need to strengthen, comfort, lead, and guide us in our spiritual walk with Him. Vocal group today is the Jubilees singing, He's My Hope. They are accompanied by Christy Hahn on the piano. Jesus surely is our hope and all in all, as we look forward to his return in clouds of glory. This number is dedicated to Ms. Kathleen Vieira, a faithful viewer of our Kingdom of God crusade telecast. Kathleen, may the Lord bless you most abundantly in this life and that to come. Have a joyful and blessed day. Peace. 
assurance, and he tells me I'm his own. He's my hope, he's my strength, he is one who always cares. He brings joy, he brings peace, when I go to him in earnest prayer. Jesus Hi, and praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Associate Pastor Melvin Honda, and I would like to repeat our television's time, stations, and locations in the continental United States for our viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California, that these telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSE channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 7 to 8 a.m. on station KBTV channel 8, and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV Channel 28 in Eureka. From 7 to 8 a.m. on station KVME Channel 20 in Los Angeles, San Bernardino. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY Channel 9 in El Centro, California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming. From 11 to 12 midnight on station KGBY TV channel 20 in Grand Junction, Colorado and from 7 to 8 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about our gospel work and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website on JesusComingSoon.org. And now concerning a schedule of gospel services here in our home state, Hawaii, services are held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. and prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. At our Kamiki Branch Church located at 1361 Palolo Avenue, gospel services are held on Sundays and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. The same schedule is observed by neighbor island branch churches as services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castanera Sr. in Kanaka Kai Molokai, by Pastor Kenneth M. Alverio in Lahaina, Maui, 
by Pastor Walter I. Tin Loy in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard K.Y. Asano Sr. in Koloa, Kauai, by Pastor Hannibal Espera in Balogo, Pikawayan, and by Pastor Vesper Espera in President Rojas, Cotabato, Mindanao, Philippines. You are welcome to attend these services regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections. However, if you desire to voluntarily contribute to support these telecasts and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. And now I'd like to return our program back to Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., who will bring forth his Spirit-directed and Spirit-inspired sermon. Pastor Billy? Thank you, Melvin. I wish to express my gratitude to each of you who have chosen to tune us in and share in this morning's gospel service with us. Old Time Testimonies is the title of my sermon. There are many things in the churches today, but one thing is sadly lacking. That is the Old Time Testimony Meeting, which we have in our church every Tuesday evening. In these meetings, a saint of God can stand up and tell what Jesus has done for him and every eye will be upon him or her and every ear will be tuned in as well. God loves to hear our testimonies. Besides, it is very uplifting to those who are present and going through tests and trials. We read in Psalms chapter 40, verse 2. He brought me up also out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock and established my goings. If we could get a sincere, genuine, consecrated testimony from a born-again believer to tell of his conversion experience, that will probably have more effect upon a person than anything else. In Psalms, we find a man who really loved to give his testimony. Many times David said, listen, and let me tell you what the Lord has done for me. Now, what does the 40th Psalm tells us? A man is deep in the pit of sin. It is dark down there, but we can't see enough to know that he is sinking. He is helpless. He is hopeless. There is no way to get him out of there. He is going to die. Then we see a stronger man coming. He sees the poor fellow's plight. He reaches down and takes hold of the man. He lifts him up and lifts him up and up again. Soon he has brought the man out of the pit of hell. He doesn't throw him back into the pit, but he puts him on a rock where he cannot sink. The man is so happy that he begins to sing a song of praise for his rescuer. We look a little closer and we see that the man in the pit is a lost soul sinking down into hell. Isn't that just like Jesus, him being represented by the strong man? Now that man's feet are on the rock of ages and he is singing the praises of the Savior. The man is now drinking the same spiritual drink that the children of Israel did. 
we read in 1 Corinthians, the 10th chapter and the 4th verse, and did all drink the same spiritual drink, for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. This fortunate man received four things when he came out of the pit. One, healing of the soul and body, for healing is part of the gospel. The healing of the soul is much, much more precious in the sight of God. After all, he came to seek and to save that which was lost. We all believe in physical and divine healing. I have seen cases of sick people for whom the doctors have no hope. Change for the better after the prayer of faith was administered in the name of Jesus. According to James, the fifth chapter, as we find in verses 14 and 15, is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over them, anointing with oil in the name of the Lord. And that prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. To my viewing audience, I say, if you have experienced divine healing, you can be certain that the one praying over you is called of the Lord and not man. The oil, a symbol of the Holy Ghost, was used in the first church and is still being used today. There are some doctors who will admit that divine healing comes from God. They contend no earthly skill or medicine could have done it. Such is the result of divine healing. It is not a man grabbing someone and shaking him or knocking him down, as you have seen on many telecasts, and crying out of him. It is God who is quietly laying his healing touch upon the sick and the afflicted. But now I am speaking about spiritual healing for the soul. The salvation of the soul is the number one priority in the preaching of the gospel of the kingdom of God. All through the Bible, sin is looked upon as a disease. It is a terrible disease which cuts down every man and carries him toward eternal damnation. Every one of us is or has been afflicted with this disease at one time or the other. Riri Romans 3, verses 10 and 23. There is none righteous, no, not one. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There is not a man upon the earth that doeth good and sinneth not. Since all of us are afflicted with disease, all of us need healing. And Jesus, who went to Calvary, furnished that healing for us. For by his stripes, we are healed. Paul tells us in Romans 6, 23, the wages of sin is death, but there is a solution. The gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. No man can save himself or keep his soul alive. Salvation is only possible through our Lord Jesus Christ. Reading Ephesians, the second chapter, verses 8 and 9. 
For by grace are we saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Jesus spoke of the need for a new birth in his talk with Nicodemus. Even though this Pharisee was a deeply religious man, dedicated and obedient to the law of God, it was necessary for him to be born again into God's family. Man cannot bring about this new birth by his own efforts any more than a baby can cause its own conception. Rebirth is something that God initiates and completes. A man becomes a new creature in Christ Jesus. And apart from this spiritual rebirth, man remains outside of God's family. We read in John 3, 3 to 4, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter the second time to his mother's womb and be born? Reading in on in John 3, 5, it says, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Now to be born of water is to be baptized therein. One must go down into the water and be buried in it and then come up out of the water. This is how one is born again. Sprinkling and pouring water over a person is not baptism. Baptism means to dip, immerse, or plunge. To be born of the Spirit is the baptism of the Holy Ghost or speaking in the unknown tongue. In what name should one be baptized? The answer is definitely in the name of Jesus Christ. After all, the name of the Father is Jesus, the name of the Son is Jesus, and the name of the Holy Ghost is Jesus. We read in Acts 2.38, Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Acts 4.12 declares, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Jesus is the only remedy for sin. Millions who have been seeking in the pit have come to Jesus. He has never lost a patient. He is the only one that can heal spiritual sickness. The first thing Jesus gives to anyone who comes to him is the healing of the soul. Jesus tells in Mark 8, 36 to 37, For what shall he profit a man who shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? God wants you and your heart. What's the sense of gaining all the wealth in the world and losing your own soul? What's the sense of acquiring good health when casting Jesus to one side? Paul tells us in 1 Timothy 4, 8, for bodily exercise profited little, but godliness is profitable unto all things, having promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come. What's the sense of accumulating all the land and losing your own soul? We all need help. It isn't enough for a baby to be born and left alone. That baby needs nourishment, and it must be provided. We read in Hebrews 5, 13 to 14, for everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, but he is a babe. But strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age. 
even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Yes, the Lord has given us five senses. However, many of us fail to use the sixth sense, which is plain common sense. There is no question. It is awesome to be saved. But the battle is not over. It has just begun. Yes, the fight is on, oh Christian soldier. You are going to need help. And Jesus says, I will help you. I will stand by your side. I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. But there's something you must do. As you read in Matthew 6, 33, 34. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient to the day is the evil thereof. In other words, put Jesus first in your life, and all these things shall be added unto you. What things, you ask? Your spiritual and material things will be added unto you because he careth for you. What will we do if we did not have Jesus to help us? What will we do in the hour of sorrow if you could not hear him say, as found in John 14, 1, Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. Jesus knew that he was about to go forth to die. But instead of asking for help and comfort, he spent the last comforting hours comforting his disciples. After he had talked with them, he prayed for them, and then after that had sung a hymn together, he went to be alone in the garden of Gethsemane, from where he was taken by the soldiers and crucified. What would we do in the time of need if we could not hear the words, I thy God shall supply your every need? What will we do if your family and friends abandoned us and we could not hear the words, when thy mother and friends forsake you, then I will take you up? What will we do if we were lonely and could not hear the words in Psalms 23, 1 through 4, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. A glimpse of Christ is the bread and the life, water of life for those who follow him as shepherd. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. So we see Jesus comforts and soothes his people with his loving care. The title of one of our songs is no one ever cared for me like Jesus. Oh, it is true. He does care. And from the moment that you trust him as Savior, until the day he takes you home to glory, he will look after you and help you. One day I went to pray for a dear sister in the Lord. She had a very delicate kidney operation. I asked her the question, how did you get along? She replied, well, on the operating table, I knew this was a very serious operation. I closed my eyes and prayed to Jesus to give me strength to endure the operation. I turned everything over to him and thanked him for the victory. There is no help if you don't know Jesus, the power of his Holy Spirit. This is a tough old world and there are troubles on every side. I wouldn't dare to face him alone. Yes, he is a physician that has never lost a case. What is hope? Read in Romans 8, 24 to 25, for we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why doth he yet hope for? 
But if we hope for that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it? An automobile won't run without gasoline. A watch will not run without a battery old winding. Flowers will not grow without sunshine and water. Neither can a man go on without hope. If a man looks toward tomorrow and has no hope, he might as well be dead. Well, where can man find hope for tomorrow? Can he find it in money? No, he can lose that very easily. Can he find hope in his friends? No, they may forsake him. Can he find hope in a good life? No, everyone has sinned. The only hope that a man has is in Christ Jesus. What do you have to hold on to if you never placed your hand in the nail-pierced hand of Christ? During World War II, a German soldier was carried in, badly wounded. He required an immediate blood transfusion and was told so by one of the doctors. Will it be British blood, asked the German soldier. Yes, good British blood, replied the doctor, who added solemnly, if you refuse it, you will die. Then answered the proud German soldier, I would rather die. A short time afterwards, his body was carried out for burial. Everywhere today, there are two classes of people. First, those who, knowing that they are doomed by sin and going to judgment, gladly surrender themselves to Jesus for salvation. Then, there is the other class, typified in the proud German soldier, who, though they know their need and remedy, which is the blood of Jesus Christ, they defiantly refuse it preferring rather to die in their sins. No wonder the Allied soldiers said of this poor deluded man who had no hope in the thing, what a fool. Our hope should be built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness and wholly lean on Jesus' name. What would you take for your Christian hope? Sure, there's not enough money in the world to buy it. You must have faith. And what is faith? Listen to Hebrews 11, chapter first verse. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is simply taking God at his word. It is important to remember that God has never had two ways of saving men. There is only one faith, one body, one spirit, one hope of your calling, one Lord, one baptism, one God, and Father of all. Therefore, those who have faith in God believe the word of God and that he created all things. The most uneducated Christian is troubled less about the mysteries of life and matter than the greatest non-Christian scientist for the true born-again Christian knows by faith that God's word is true. That is enough for him. Jesus offers man four things, healing for the body and soul, help, hope, and heaven. Yet, some are so foolish as to say, I don't want Jesus. I don't want all the things he gives. Paul tells us that if we have no hope beyond this world, we are of all men most miserable. If a man suffers pain for many days and the doctor can promise no relief, he indeed becomes a miserable man. So if a man lives here for 60, 80, or 90 years and has nothing waiting for him at the end of this life, he is not living, he is just existing. But let me tell you that heaven is waiting out there for a true born again Christian. Jesus promised to take to heaven all those who put their trust in him. He never breaks a promise. This is the believer's hope, as Paul tells us in 1 Thessalonians 4, 3. But I will not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those which are asleep that he sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. 
And at the time, some of the Christians had died. Their loved ones feared they would lose out on the return of the Lord Jesus Christ, missing his rewards. Paul therefore explained that the dead saints would rise first. All living saints would be caught up with them to meet the Lord in the air at the time of the rapture. It will be the first resurrection. We read in Revelation 20, verse 6, Blessed and holy is he that had part in the first resurrection. On such the second death had no power. But they shall be priests of God and of Christ, and shall reign with him a thousand years. We also read in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 14 to 17, For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be called up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. And that, my friends, is the hope of the church, the second coming of the Lord Jesus in clouds of glory for his own. To you, in my viewing honest, I want to have a personal heart-to-heart -heart talk with you. Where will you go when you leave this world? Whether Jesus comes, and he's coming back to earth soon to judge, reign, and rule. When death comes, that will be the end of your life. You are going to have to leave this world. There comes an end to all earthly things. We might as well face the real facts. Some people will say God is a God of love, and he won't send anyone to hell. Everybody talks about hell, but nobody wants to go there. God has given you a choice whom you've chosen to serve. The choice is yours. There's only one way to heaven, and that is through Jesus Christ, as he tells us in John 14, 6. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. He cannot serve God and mammon, as we read in Matthew 7, 13 to 14. Jesus tells us, enter in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be in which go in thereat, because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth to life, and few there be that find it. Yes, there are many broad ways in one's life which leads to destruction. However, today is the day of salvation. Heaven is a prepared place for a prepared people. Reading 1 Corinthians 2.9, But as it is written, I had not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. And just imagine, this is the mansion Jesus spoke about. We read in Revelation 21.23, And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon to shine in it, for the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. There will be no bills to pay for 100% pure water, which will be clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God. The streets of the city will be pure gold and like transparent glass. None of this asphalt or concrete in heaven. Everything will be new in the city. Nothing undesirable will be found there, as you read in Revelation chapter 21, verse 27. And there shall in no wise enter into it anything that defileth neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie, 
but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. Is your name written in the Lamb's book of life? I hope so. And do you know something? God is going to give us perfect health and immunity from all evil, harm, and danger. Listen to Revelation 21, 4. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. Yes, here is what Jesus offers you today. He offers you healing of soul and body. He offers you heaven. So why don't you open your heart and receive all that he has to offer? Remember, the heart rules the world. It is the mightiest power in the world. The love either of good or evil sways mankind. Someone said knowledge is power. This is true. There is power in knowledge, but there is greater power in love, either for good or evil. Men are moved to action by what they love and hate than by what they know. There are men who are great thinkers, who sit and think all their lives, but never carry their thoughts out into action. But the men who go forth to carry on those things that they are moved to by the Spirit of God are the men that rule the world and make the wheels of progress turn. The likes and dislikes of mankind rule the world. Solomon says in Proverbs 4, 23, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. The importance of the heart is stressed throughout the word of God. It is from the heart the mouth speaketh. And now if you'd like to know more about God's word, the church, and review these telecast presentations in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Until our next telecast, this is your host, Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hollow of His hands. We conclude our Pentecost telecast with an inspiring number played by the church band entitled, I Believe the True Report.
The preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.